Hallelujah. So good to be in the house of the Lord. Thank you so much for being here. Those that are watching by internet, we appreciate you tuning in tonight to ALM Live. Nobody is here. Nobody is watching by accident, but everybody is here and watching by divine appointment. Just let God be God. I mean, if I could reach through the, through the, through the lens of that camera and say, here, here's some oil of joy. I mean, that is the coolest thing. <laughs> I realized what I grabbed, I'm like the oil of joy. And I think it has a, it has a smell to it. So, I think this is one of the things I picked up for Bishop when I was in, in Israel. <laughs> and I'm like, do you realize Bishop's been in, the, been in heaven for a month? Yes. Hallelujah. A month. I'm like, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Get to heaven, one of the first classes is with Bishop. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> that would be awesome. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be so funny. Don't forget, we got a very busy week coming up. And if you don't have the flyer, you should grab the flyer. We got Palm Sunday, this Sunday coming, hallelujah. Then we got Good Friday, April 2nd at 3 p.m. Then we have I Spy Easter drive through April 3rd for the children. And then we got Easter Sunday, April 4th at 10 a.m. That's our son's birthday. Just realized that, April 4th. <laughs> so you need to get this out. You need to let people know. You need to share it on your Facebook or however, whatever social networks you, you're involved in. You need to get this, take a picture of it, send it out, send it to everybody. When we were coming to church tonight, I was talking to our neighbor, and I said, hey, I said, what are you doing next week? I said, what are you doing? And then I said, I want to invite you to church. I said, I want you to invite to Abundant Living Ministries. I want you to come to, come to our church. And I says, and I'll give you the flyer to get all the information. I says, it's a place where you'll feel safe, secured, and satisfied. Social distancing, we're practicing. We keep on, I know we render what is under, render under Caesar, our mask. I was praying about that the other day, and that, that hit me. Render what is under Caesar. When they asked the question, hey, what, what, who, what money do you give to God? He says, well, render what is render under Caesar. I'm like, well, render what is render under Caesar. That's the only reason why I wear it is because the government tells me I have to. So I'm going to do what they tell me to do. I'll wear it. Make you feel. Be in compliance. Because you never know who's watching. It's so funny. I'm, uh, Pastor Francis and I, we were eating at the, at the mayor's cafe. He didn't have a mask on. <laughs> he did. He didn't have a mask on. I go, hey. I said, and I looked at him. I said, Mayor, mayor I said, I want to appreciate you coming. And he says, it was, we had a, he had a fun time. So I was just talking. I had to check out his restaurant over there, his mayor's restaurant. But anyway, I was like, I was like he don't have a mask on. Like, what's going on? I'm like, come on. Anyway, praise God. But hey, get this out. Get this out. Let the people know uh, we're having church. Sunday's Palm Sunday. I can't wait. But real quick, before I get started, there's somebody celebrating a 21st anniversary here tonight. Shocking. Shocking. 
One, he's, he's right there following me on the camera, and his beautiful wife is over there with his lovely mother-in-law. 21 years, Brother Jose and Diane Jimenez. Hallelujah. 21 years. How long y'all been coming to church? 16 years. 17. It's going to be 17 years. Yeah. Wow. So out of those 21 years, we've had 17 of them. That's awesome. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Well, I'm going to change things around, so work with me, Naomi. Okay? Psalms 27. Since we've been talking about the revival, the light of revival, and all right, well, let's just go here, Psalms 27. Then we're going to go over to Isaiah chapter 60. I've been studying this, been praying about it, and I'm just like, okay, Lord, when is this going to happen? I was going to talk about triumphing over fear, but we don't have a fear problem here, do we? No, we don't. We don't live by fear. We, walk, we, 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 we live by faith. Amen? Amen? Fear is under our feet. We go where we want to go, do what we want to do. Act like we want to act. Isn't it amazing how you, 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 you get, I mean, that's what they're doing right now in South Beach. Doing what they're doing, acting like they're acting and go where they want to go, eat what they want to eat and, and do whatever they want to do. Well, I mean, the world's doing it. But why is the church doing it? So you got to realize something. Wherever we go, we have a purpose, we have a plan, we have an expectation of God. We have a purpose, we have a plan, and expectation of God. And wherever God has purposed us, planned, has planned for us, and expected us to go, we walk according to our faith in Him. In other words, God is going to protect us. You have nothing to fear. If God has purposed you in that direction where you're supposed to be going or that, that place that you're supposed to be, that thing, or you're supposed to do that, what he's asking you to do, you have nothing to fear. God is with you. God is with you. When Jesus sent his disciples out in Matthew chapter 10 and in Luke chapter 10, he told them, beware. You're like wool. You're like sheep in the midst of wolves. He's like, you know, like, hey, there, there's wolves out there. But do you realize not one of them got chewed up by a wolf? They all came back with good reports. Why? Because they were sent out by Jesus. He placed his anointing upon them. Now, is everybody saved here? Okay, if Jesus... If you're saved, that means Jesus lives on the side of you. If he lives on the side of you, that means that anointing is in the inside of you. In other words, you have that anointing to what? To break every yoke. To preach the gospel. To who? To the poor, to the brokenhearted, to those that are sick, diseased, the blind, the deaf, the the impotent people. God will send you out. And, and, And it's up to us to walk according to our faith in Him. Now, we have the Word to show us how to speak. What do we speak? We speak the gospel. We don't add. We don't take away. We speak exactly what the gospel says. What does the gospel say? Jesus saves. That's what the gospel says. Jesus saves. So we are His Disciples, we are his, his church called by his name, and we are going to be sent out 
to preach the gospel. Jesus saves. We don't, want, we don't care where it's at, whom it is. We don't care. Why? Because we've been sent by God. The Holy Spirit has already prepared the place. In the scriptures, Revelation talks about the fields are ripe. They're white. They're ripe. They're ripe. They're ready to be harvested. But if we don't go out, it won't be harvested. It won't be harvested. It won't be harvested. And if, it doesn't, if it's not going to be harvested, guess what? That fruit is going to die. And that's what the devil is banking on. The devil will throw everything he can at us to keep us from going out. But we don't live according to what the devil throws at us. Because we know he throws at us every day. We are targets. If you are saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost, guess what? The devil hates you. He's not your friend. And he's going to do everything he can to distract you, to hurt you, to persecute you. And who's he going to use first? He's going to use people. He's going to use people to distract you, to hurt you, to persecute you, to put you down, to tell you no. You can't do that. But it's amazing how the world doesn't listen when they hear the word no. So why is it we are bound by what the world tells us? The world doesn't follow the rules. Now, I'm not telling you to break the law because we don't break the law. We don't do that. But I am not going to let the law tell me I can't preach the gospel. Amen. If the world can run out there in the middle of the street in South Beach and start twerking, because that's what they're doing. I saw it. They can run out there and twerk and do all the other thing. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, why can't I go out there and preach the gospel? Why can't I get out there and hold up a sign and say, y'all, y'all going to hell if you don't repent? Come on. I'm just saying. Oh, I can't go out there. That's the lion's den. Do you realize when you walk out of here, you're walking in the lion's den? There's lions all around us. There's lions and bears, oh my. But don't fear the lions or the bears. The only person you fear is God. And that's a sign of reverence, not a sign of, oh, no, no, no. That's a sign of reverence. Psalms 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Hallelujah. That'll make you shout and jump up and down right there. The Lord is my light. In other words, wherever I go, I have illumination. Wherever I go, darkness flees. Hallelujah. Wherever I, in other words, where, uh, it may be dark where I'm going, but I'm bringing the light of God. It's going to illuminate the truth. It's going to reveal the truth of God, that God so loved the world. If God calls me down to South Beach and I'll be willing to go. And if you'll see me on Channel 7, Channel 10, Channel 4, and the girl may be twerking right next to me. But I'm going to say, hey, Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus resorts. Twerk all you want, but I'm preaching. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? 
Whom shall I fear? The Lord is your light and your salvation. Whom shall you fear? In other words, I don't have to walk in fear. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I walk according to the power of God. I don't walk according to the power of fear. I walk according to the power of God. I have a sound mind. Why? Because I have put on the helmet of salvation. I, got my, I have the whole armor of God on, and one of the armors is a helmet. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is, is the strength of my life. He's the strength of your life. He's the strength of your life. In other words, you don't lean upon your own strength. You lean upon his strength. So many times we think we can do it ourselves, and that's when you're going to get kicked in the head. That's when you're going to find yourself beat up, hurt, betrayed, broken, because you think you could do it yourself. You can't do nothing. Without the anointing. Jesus couldn't do anything without the anointing. It's his strength, not your strength. You can, I could go in so many directions right there. Of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my light of my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? In other words, we're not afraid of Nothing. We're not afraid of people, places, or things. If God tells us to go, we have no fear. Why? Because God has already took care of all the devils. He's already took care of all the demons. He's already took care of all the sickness, disease. No, he's already got it all set up, ready for you to just to step in and bring the preaching of the gospel. Amen. The Holy Spirit has already been there. Let me say that again. The Holy Spirit, if God is telling you to go, the Holy Spirit has already been there and did what he had to do to prepare the place for the gospel to be preached. Amen. We just got to learn how to walk in the light of God. Amen. And in the salvation of our God and in the strength of our God. And because if we do, we have nothing to be afraid. Now, will the devil show himself? Yes, Satan shows himself all the time. But guess what? He's not greater than you. Because of this Jesus that lives inside of you. Demons will always scream, but, Jesus, but demons still have to come out. Demons will always throw themselves on the ground, but demons have to still come out. I don't care if they're one or a legion. God always has a set of pigs laying somewhere. When the wicked, even my enemies... And my foes come upon me to eat my flesh. They stumble and fell. In other words, you don't have to worry about it. You don't worry about people, places, or things. You don't have to worry about it. Guess what? They're going to stumble. They can be coming and say, oh, I'm going to get you. And this devil said, I'm going to eat your flesh. I'm going to eat you up. I'm going to spit you out. I'm going to tr trample all over you. That's what the enemy does. He's like, that, he's like that bully. He's like that guy or that girl, that bully, and he'll just bully you and bully you and bully you until all of a sudden you just hit him right between the eyes. And the bully realizes, oh, I can't do that anymore. You ain't going to stumble or fall. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. In other words, they can encamp all around you. You have nothing to fear. 
One thing I desire of the Lord that I will seek after, that, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. In other words, your desire is to be in the presence of God every second, every minute, every hour, every day, week, month, year. Your, your desire is, God, I want to be in your presence. I don't want to be on this earth anymore. When we learn how to let go of out this world and say, God, it's, I just want to be in your presence. I am not attached to this world. That's what David is saying. He says, I don't want to be attached to this world anymore. I don't want to be attached to nothing. I don't want nothing to hold me down. I want to be in the presence of God. I want to be in that atmosphere. And do you realize you can have that if you're willing to let it all go? All. What in other words, in other words, you surrender all to God. I surrender everything. Everything. I sur Nothing is holding me back. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. In other words, you got nothing to fear because you're, you're, you're standing upon the rock. He is your rock of ages. And now shall my, my head be lifted above my enemies. Round about me, therefore, will, will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. In other words, you will have a continual praise in your mouth. A continual praise. If we learn how to have a continual praise in our mouth, yes, you may have been slapped by somebody or something, but you will continue to have the praise of your God in your mouth. You refuse to allow whatever it may be, whatever it is, to just keep you from praising God. Oh, when you get slapped in the face, I thank you. Give me another because I'm going to praise him. Turn the other cheek. And when you get done with those two cheeks, you got two more cheeks. Is that the best you got? Come on. You got to have this praise of victory, of this triumphant victory. The word triumph means, means victorious, successful, jubilant. You got to have that praise of success. No matter what, you may be broke. But God, I still got breath in my lungs. I'm going to praise you. I may be broke. I may not have no money right now, but I'm going to praise you. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to lift up my hands. Because it's better to be, hey, I may be broke, but I'm still in the house of God. And listen to me, when you're in the house of God, you got more than enough. You got more than enough when you're in his presence. Don't lose your praise. 
Yes, we know what's going on in the world, but don't let... That's not the song we're singing. We're singing Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus restores. Why? Because this is what brings, brings the light. It, it, it shines the light of truth. And the truth was what made, is going to make people free. The truth, the preaching of the truth, the preaching of, of who Jesus is is what revival is going to bring, bring forth. Isaiah 60. It's time to come out of the dark. Look at today and say, I'm coming out of the dark. There ain't no dark in my life anymore. Psalm 6, I mean, Isaiah 60, right here, verse 1. Arise, shine, for the light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon me. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and His glory shall be seen upon thee. It's time to come out of the dark, ALM. It's time for you to come out of the dark and be bold. Be bold in your light and let it shine forth. Why? Because it's time to crush fear. It's time to crush every enemy of the church. And it's time for us to come out of the dark. It's time for you to come out of the dark. It's time for you to stop suffering. It's time, it's, time, it's time for you to stop worrying. It's time for you to stop living the way you're living. If you're not living right with God, you need to come out of the dark. Why? Because you're still in darkness. If you're still in darkness, then the light of God cannot come into your life. It's time for you to, hey, the light of God has already come. His name is Jesus. It's time for you to come out. Quit your sinning. Quit your sinning. Why? Because that dark is still upon you. And where there's darkness... The devil can touch. But hear what I said. If there's darkness, the devil, that's, that's where the devil can roam. The devil don't need a lot of darkness, people. We think he needs all a lot. No, no, no. All he needs is a little bit. And if he sees a little bit of darkness, he'll dwell in that place. But here's the thing. If you let that darkness fester, how do you mean by fester? By picking it? Because trust me, that little speck of darkness, it will fester and it will cause, it will bring it, it will cause you to have it, bring you attention to it. And if you look at it long enough, you know you gotta touch it. You know, I said we're just creatures of habit. How many of you had how many of you, I mean, know what children is? You see that little, where is it? Everybody seen a, 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 a socket? Right there, you know, the, you know the, the electrical socket out there? We, told, we all told our kids, don't put your finger in there. Don't put your finger in there. Don't touch it. You're going to get shot. You're going to get shot. <laughs> or you tell your kids, Sunday, don't you get dirty. Don't get out there. We're getting ready to go to church. Don't you get out there. And there's a puddle. <laughs> you know it? You know they want to do it, and they all have white on. Don't you do it. Don't you touch it. That's exactly what the devil does. If he's got a little piece of darkness in there, he's going to make you look. He's going to cause you to look at it, and all of a sudden you're going to keep looking at it, and you're going to start dwelling upon it. And all of a sudden you're going to touch it. And you just can't, you can't leave it alone. You keep playing with it. And all of a sudden it gets bigger. It gets bigger, and sooner or later, you're infected with a rash. Thank you. Thank you, Margaret. With a rash of sin. 
That's all the devil wants to do. He wants to, he wants to give you a rash. You just, you just scratch it. I know I'm just talking about that. People's like, you just want to scratch something. <laughs> Don't scratch it. Oil of joy. Oil of joy. I got the oil of joy. But it's time for us to come out of the dark. It's time for us to be bold in this witness. It's time for us to be bold. Yes, there's a lot of junk going on in the world, but listen to me, that's not going to stop us. It's time for us to get out there and say, hey, you need to come to Abundant Living Ministries. You need to get out there. You need to come there. You don't need to stay home Sunday. Guess what? We got a balcony. Hey, if you want to stay away, don't sit next to people. Go sit up in the balcony. Those that are outside watching by, by, by listening by radio, you need to be in here. I know the reason why you're in here because I'm in sanctuary too. Because you're afraid. But you weren't afraid when you went to the grocery store. When you were touching all that food that has not been sprayed. All the, all the, you was in the soda aisle. You were in the beer aisle. The wine aisle. You were touching those lotto tickets. I'm cured. $50 million. Woo. Hallelujah. Better pay your tithe. We got to be bold. Listen to me. It's time for us to come out of dark and be bold. We have, we have all the tools. I've given you the scripture right here. Psalms 27 right there. Isaiah 60. Don't forget your license. I have it. We got to be bold with this. We got to be bold in our witness. We cannot let what's going on in the world dictate to us. We cannot. We cannot let that happen. We got to be bold. We got to be bold. We got to be bold in what we believe in. Either we believe Jesus saves or we don't. Either we believe that Jesus heals or we don't. Either we believe that Jesus is, when he died on the cross, he defeated Satan once or or we don't. We can't not live in what's going on in today's society. Why? Because come, come 2022, there's going to be something else. Come 2023, there's going to be something else. Come 2024, if Jesus ain't back, come quickly, Lord Jesus. There's going to be something else. So what are you going to say then? Well, I was getting, man, 2022 is going to be the year I'm going to step out. And all of a sudden, there's a new disease. We're all going to get a third eye. I don't know. <laughs> we're all gonna grow. A, a, we're all gonna have a horn come out of our head. Unicorn. This is the unicorn disease. Not me. I got the oil of joy. <laughs> There's always gonna be something. There's always gonna be something. It may not be a disease. It may be a financial crash. And everything that you have stored up is gone. Oh, that'll never happen. Really? 1929? 2008? Come on. There's always something. We cannot allow the somethings, the what ifs, keep us from coming out of the dark. We have to show the way. Because if not, all we have is the blind leading the blind right now. And trust me, we're almost at that. We're at the edge of the ditch, people. We have the blind leading the blind. And if you follow the blind, you're going to fall in the ditch with them. 
we can't afford to fall in the ditch. Because the ditch is where, that's, that was never created for the church. That was never created. We're, 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 we're God's church called by his name. And we're, we're, we're salt and light. We, we illuminate the truth. That, hey, hey, there's a ditch over there, people. Don't go there. And sometimes, come here. Sometimes you got to get physical. You got to grab them and say, no. You ain't going there. Oh, I'm not supposed to do that. Thank you. Jesus had to do that to his disciples when he, after he fed the 5,000, he had to constrain them to get into the boat. He had to constrain them. In other words, why? They were so over full of joy. They were, no, they weren't. They were stuffed. They were full. And what happens when you get full? You get sleepy and tired. And now what we always do after church? We go eat. What do we do? We take a nap. That's exactly what the disciples are. And the disciples love to sleep. Even when Jesus was over there, you know, hanging onto the rock and bleeding, bleeding, you know, his eyes were bleeding, he's like torment and this and that. He walks over there, where was Peter? And all of them just sleeping. He wakes them up, can you tarry for an hour? So he goes back and pray, he comes back. Why? Because they were in the upper room eating. Jesus said, maybe I should have did it afterwards. Don't take them to the upper room and, you know, break bread and talk about, you know, talk about all that, wash their feet and all that and fed them. All of a sudden he goes and, and, and oh, they were sleeping. But he had to constrain them. There's going to come a time where you're going to have to get physical and say, hey, people, listen to me. Because people, we don't understand. We, we think everybody knows the gospel. No, they don't. I mean, I have a beautiful lady over there. She, she brought her nephew yesterday, and he knew nothing of the gospel. Nothing. He didn't know who Noah was. He didn't know who Abraham was. He didn't know any of these people. So we can't assume and think everybody's heard the gospel. This little boy didn't hear nothing. But all of a sudden, thank God for Sister, for Kelly, Sister Kelly, because she brought out a Bible and she says, do you, do you know, he goes, no, I don't know. He says, do you want to know about these people? And she beginning, she says, all these people are in the Bible. And she goes, here, I give this to you. You mean I can read this? He goes, yeah, you can have it. You can read it. And he said, and you can find out who these people are. And he got so fat and he says, I'm going to read it. There's people out there. Well, that's just a child. There's a lot of adults out there that don't know they don't know Christ. There's a lot of people out there, young, old. It doesn't matter. Even if they've heard it, they're blinded. And they have bought into this lie. There's only one way to heaven, that's through Jesus. And it's up for you and for you and me, the church who is called by his name, to be that example. And that is to let our light shine with boldness. Arise, shine, for the light has come. In other words, when you, wherever you go, you bring forth the light of God. You light up the room. You light up the atmosphere. Regardless of what you see, regardless of what you who is saved, called by his name, the church, you light up the atmosphere. Be bold. Be bold with light. Don't hide your light. Bold. Be bold. Amen? Amen. Let's stand to our feet.
was better than my message that I had. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I enjoyed tonight. And you know when the pastor enjoys tonight, that means that's a God thing. But what's going to make it even more enjoyable is that you take what you've been given by God. Because I really believe this came from God tonight. You take it and you run with it. You put it to practice. You know what? I'm going to take what I've heard tonight and I'm going to chew on it and chew on it and chew on it and I am going to make sure I am going to get every nutrient that is in what I have been given that I am chewing on. I am going to get the best of everything that's in it. Because if you chew on it long enough, it will bless you. It will produce. You won't get sick from it. You won't have a sour taste from it. But it will produce in your life. And you'll see the fruit come forth. That's the excitement. That is where the excitement is that you put to practice what you've been taught. That's the excitement part when you see the fruit come forth because you have taken what you have been given and you're not just discarded or just put it with the rest of your notes and like a lot of people do or they keep it on their, their, their saves, on their, on their phones or their tablets. No, they take it and they gurgitate on it and they, and they, and they put it to practice. And say, okay, God, this was an on-time word for me. I want to see the fruit come forth. Amen? Now, we're about to take communion. Ask yourself, before I take communion, am I right with God? Am I right with God? Because when you take communion, you've got to be right with God. If you're not right with God, please don't take this communion. This communion is meant to be a blessing to you, not a curse. And if you're not right with God, it'll be a curse to you. And that's one thing here at Abundant Living Ministries. That is not what, it's, what it was meant to be. We want everything in this place to bring a blessing to you. But you've got to be right with God. Examine your heart right now. And if you're not right with God, right where you're at, say, God, tonight I want to be right with you. Because I want to take communion. I want to be blessed of the Lord and highly favored. I want to receive all the, these two promises that God, that you have given me. So Lord, forgive me of my sins. I repent of my sins. I will no longer live that way, act that way, do go that way. But I change my ways now through the transformation of the Holy Spirit. And today I recognize I am right with you. And I say thank you.